And you're 100% vegan, huh? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not vegan at all. But it's 100% vegan water. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the purity of, of what we are. You know, it's just purity. It's just, just yeah, it's just the purity of I what love we are. it. I'm actually a <laughs> vegan. I'm actually a are vegan. Are you? I am. Hold on, let me move this. Nice to have you. Yo, I'm glad. It's glad. I'm I'm Brandon. Sorry, right. we just. I'm Shane. It's nice to meet you officially. Likewise, man. Likewise, and I'll definitely have to get y'all back. Yeah, I don't know. People call and then it. I don't know. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine do the same thing too. Yeah, I definitely have to get you both on um on my show on Fubu Radio. So we can figure that out and kind of yeah. chop it up from there. But I'm excited to be on, man. Nah, we're excited, excited to have you because honestly, the fact that when you first followed us on, that just got us so hyped and so excited. So, yeah, no, yeah, like, man. When I was looking through y'all stuff, I kind of thumbed through and I'm like, yo, these guys are talking about some good stuff, especially the one that really attracted me was um, you all had, um, I think you uploaded the aerial view of Auburn yes. Avenue yes. and what it would look like. Um, yeah. and how, you know, it's interesting that they developed this masterful plan without the voices of the people in the, exactly. in the community. Um, and if you followed me anytime, especially when I ran for mayor, that was one of the things that I, I was adamant about. Like, you've got to include the people from the neighborhood and mm-hmm. not just folks from downtown or folks moving in saying that they love Hartford. But exactly. anyway. No, I, I think that's actually like a good that. point because... I have like a, a lot to say on that topic because when I was um, attending Capitol, I met one of the ladies who was in charge of running the iQuote program for renovating downtown and making it um, walkable. Yeah, so Jackie, <laughs> yeah, so Jackie, I met her. That just that obviously just told you something <laughs> so about that. Question. I asked her, I was like, so you guys have all of these plans for the metropolitan areas of downtown Hartford, but what do you guys plan on doing for the outskirts? of downtown mm-hmm. Hartford to those areas. And she basically just said to me, we'll get there when we get there in a sense. Like, so it wasn't part of their vision and no way. Yeah. Home. So I mean, it, it made me think like, so why are you doing for Hartford? Cause you have plans for building a whole hotel to have the people outside of Hartford come here. And then you had yeah. the stadium where you were supposed to have a whole check balance system to have make sure at least 40% of the workers were residents of Hartford, but you never developed anything for that as well too. So. It's just a lot of shady stuff that goes on in the community that just makes the people don't feel like it's actually for them to begin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the city of Hartford, they um, conduct every 10 years, similar to the census, um, a conservation plan. Uh, and that conservation plan is a fancy word for in 10 years, this is what Hartford will look like. And here's how yeah. we plan to do it. Um, uh-huh. While they talk about the neighboring sort of communities that that surround downtown in the eye quilt sort of area around Bushnell Park. Um, it's real surface, you know, we want to make sure our communities are vibrant. You yeah. know, we want to make they sure everything is like walkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like how it really, what are you doing to the app right now? Yeah. And it really doesn't speak to the years of uh, many of our communities being under-resourced. Um, it's been overlooked and, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm not coming on to cry about what's not yeah, been no, done no, no. because there's, there's, there's some responsibilities that we as 
people of color in these positions that we hold as elected officials, um, we've got to do a little bit more um, as well. But there's also something to be said about a system that we don't manage, right? When you begin yeah. talking about systems, yeah. white folk okay, manage systems. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we gotta save all this for the. We gotta save all. Oh, this do you? It's recording. Oh, get into it. Oh, oh, this is. Oh, I'm sorry. I never did a Zoom call before, brother. I ain't never. I ain't never did a Zoom call. What? Time as possible, and the conversation actually started off pretty good, honestly. So, because we want to bring more content and these conversations to our podcast, because it's it's called weed and whiskey. But as people listen to us, they realize. And I do, I do like, I do like bullet. I do like bullet. Um, I do like Basil Hayden. So you talk okay. about whiskey, but I'm a bourbon guy. <laughs> All um, right. Have you sold the nearest? I have, and they're black okay. owned. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Very good. They're actually very, very good. So they're very good. Just the I like the big. I like the big cube too. You know, put oh. the big cube in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, um, are you a neat or ice guy? So I'm an cube. ice guy. I like the ice big guy. cube. He so has the big cube. Okay. Man. Okay. I, the ice, the, the ice. <laughs> not the bunch of cubes. I don't like all nah, that. Nah, nah, nah. That's slushy. Like, no, nah, yeah, nah. Give me one or two and call it a day. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, I wanted to get into that system thing because one thing I wanted to know is why politics. You know what I mean? Why be? Why get into politics and legislation? Um, it hasn't. You know, historically, hasn't been for us really. Um, I suppose destroy the system from the inside, but do you think that it has to be a whole overall uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Overhaul of the system? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the system has to change all through? Yes, I agree with you. Um, and I wish that was the case. I think our people have been, and when I speak of our people, I'm talking about those who are within the diaspora, right? So we're not monolith. We It's a bunch of us. We're West Indian. We're all kinds of people, right? But we're all, we all identify as Black, and that's what I'm, I'm speaking directly to. Um, if I had my way, I would, I would redo the entire system, and I would make sure that, number one, we're, we're considered humans. We weren't even considered humans, so don't forget that, right? So... We still ain't no human. And and in saying that, um, it automatically tells a story about the system, this government that um, was put in place supposedly to help us, and it hasn't. Fast forward, you asked a very direct question. Why, why, why politics, Brandon? Why did you get involved in, in this system that doesn't really work for us? Um, it's almost um, similar to when you begin looking at different political parties. There's a Republican mm-hmm. Party, there's a Democratic, Independent, and any other parties that 20 people can get together and create. All right. Um, for me, and this is a true story, I've always wanted to be the first Black president of the United States. Barack Obama beat me. He beat me. Yeah. Um, it ain't too and, late, and, man. You can be the second. And, he was. He went hey. all the way anyway. No. Right. <laughs> Barack, Barack, we love you. We, we, yeah, love, we, you, we Barack. still love you. We still love you, though. We still love you, though. You represent. Um, but I knew, I knew early on that my area of influence was really around policymaking, um, and it started back at Annie Fisher. I don't know if the both of you are from 
Hartford. Um, I'm from Windsor, but you know. Okay. On the, I you went know. to the high school they built behind Annie Fisher. Look, look, you heard him. He like, I'm from Windsor. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I still about. know where Annie Fisher is at, though. You know, my mom used to go to little workouts yeah, at that gym. It don't matter. He just runs to Hartford and calls Havoc. And I, went to, I went to Oliver Ellsworth. That's where I went. Mm. You know, put the title. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. <laughs> but, but it's good because I represent both Hartford and Windsor. Um, and and so I remember having a substitute teacher um, in fourth grade on to maybe like sixth grade. And I said to myself then, I never want children after me to experience not having um, a cons- like consistency. And in, in FYI, nothing against para professional substitute teachers, they're all educators, but I missed out on rigor. I missed out on consistency. And for me, I says, all right, I love politics. What is my lane that I can play that will, that will influence change? And it was policy. Uh, and so early on, I was like, yo, I'm going to law school. I want to be able to do this. And I want to come back and make change in the city of Hartford. Things change. Um, I didn't go to law school. I did get my master's. My wife is an attorney, so I'm like, I'm good. I ain't got work. All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? you so, y'all, y'all, hold, y'all hold anyway. It doesn't matter. You're yeah, so I'm good. So we, we're a lawyer. And and <laughs> I quickly... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So continue. Go ahead. No, because I was going to say, because um, with you running for mayor, I, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on the when the last election with um Bronin and and was it Ortiz? Yeah, Ortiz. Because a lot that was a very Ortiz? Was it Ortiz? Joe? No, um, the Spanish oh. guy from the South End. Oh, Joel Cruz. Cruz, yeah. See, a lot of people yeah. don't even realize a native from Hartford was actually running. So yeah, man, that's my somebody, boy too. Joel, he ran. He ran about Hartford. eight years ago. Yeah, exactly. Right after around the Eddie Perez stuff that yep. was going on. So yep. with that going on, how do you feel about the people overlooking, as you yourself who ran, how do you feel about the people overlooking the people from their community? I don't know if we got enough time to unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a conversation to have. Because, so, so, so check it. I ran two years ago, okay? It doesn't feel like it, but I did. I ran for mayor two years ago. And um, the first thing I was told, it was like, oh, you're too young. I'm like, I'm too young? I've been in, at the time I was in, I served as eight, eight years I've served in this position. Too young? Luke and I are the same age. Why am I too young? We both got two kids. We both married. You're like, what? Wait. And even if I was too young, why is that a concern if I have a track record of proven yeah. success and commitment to this community? And I still, to this day, um, I don't understand how black, brown, and good old white folks would allow for what some may call a carpetbagger to come into the city and do what he's doing um, is beyond me. Now, he and I, we talk. We still work together because, you know, it's for the people. Um, um, But I, I, I don't understand why you know, and Hartford is not is not special to, to this type of work. There are a lot of black folks who run for office in predominantly black communities and don't make it because black oh. folks don't vote for them. Right. right. And so for whatever reason, and there are many, um, we got a lot of work to do, which is why I've committed myself to educating people where they are 
everybody doesn't look like me in politics and I'm good with that. And so that means we have to have these conversations on multiple levels so that people will know how they fit in and their and and then how their contributions make a difference. Um, and so, you know, would I do it all over again, people ask? Yeah. But I also yeah, I understand you said you're ready to run again. You're ready. No, 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 no. no, no, no. No, but I do, I do understand the systems and I do understand that in order to change the system, to go back to your question that you asked why politics, you got to be at the table. And yeah. someone said it best. If, if you're not at the table, then you're on the menu. I'd much rather be at the table to really talk about my concerns on behalf of my community in order to make some real change. And when my time comes, it comes. It's unfortunate that it couldn't happen two years ago. But, you know, it is it is what it is. The universe yeah. got a bigger plan. And when it do come, all the things is just going to fall in alignment. Yeah. Than you could have possibly hoped. So, you know, you can only just be patient and just wait for that time to come. Yeah. But I guess I guess my only pushback on that is like. Why? <laughs> like, why does it have to? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. So by that time, man, I want to make money. My kids will be a little older. And by that time, you know, I would have been in politics 15 years. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's very discouraging. It's very discouraging. Very. And y'all the first ones to actually interview me, record me and ask me about the mayoral's race because I've, I've, I've never talked about it. I mean, that's, I, I, feel yeah, like, I mean, we want to know, like we have to know these type of things. We're not. Yeah, no, know, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's and, just and you know we not it's 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 better for somebody to ask the questions than to not ask them because you'll never you know you never get that side and you know mm-hmm. you gotta know mm-hmm. some shit. I need mm-hmm. to know. if you want to talk, <laughs> talk about stuff. Honestly, um, I think one thing the constituents like that people that you're around. I know one thing a lot of people was like had maybe some controversial thoughts against as well too was uh the key that you gave to Meek Mill. Oh yeah, let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All so, right. Let's get into it. <laughs> a lot of people didn't like the idea you giving me Mill the key. Yeah. So um, for me, it was it was fake. Um, fake in that they didn't have, <laughs> there was no real, there was no real key. Like the state can't give a key, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the real part in it was if Meek Mill, say what you want about his profile and his resume, if he is helping to open up the, the the sort of door to opportunities for states like Connecticut to be a part of reform in the judicial system, then I, I'll, I'll use his star power to do that. And I, no, so I acknowledging, acknowledging his work by throwing a key on, first of all, what is it, World Star? What, what is that? Um, World Star, yeah. Yeah, like they didn't even characterize and capture like the true essence of what was happening. They automatically just was like, yeah, Rhett McGee gave him the key. <laughs> and, like, and then ever since we gave him the key, Philadelphia came in, New York, all these places yeah. started giving him the keys. Um, but a lot of people were pissed. They were they pissed. Were, yeah. They were like, yo. Going crazy. I, got, I remember people Yeah, saying, I know like, you got it for, for a little saying, bit, man. I got it. I did like, what is he going to do? What doors is he going to open for the people in Connecticut? So, so do you all know, do y'all know the backstory of what Meek Mills is actually the doing reform. in the partnership? Prison reform, yeah. The prison reform. Yeah. yeah. So it's Meek Mill, it's Jay-Z, 
Um, it's another oh, artist oh, oh, as well. Is it Michael Rubin? Yeah, Rubin. Michael Rubin, yes. Yeah. And then and then there was the owner, white guy, who put in some money exactly as well. Talking about. Um, I think it's yes. Yeah. And so all of this money is essentially helping to reform the whole judicial system. And Connecticut was not on the map at all. Like they didn't include us. It was New York, oh. Philly, and other places. And I'm like, yo, what's wrong with Connecticut? Right. You know, so so my thing was, and it's still happening, and I'm still in conversation with Meek Mill, his camp, uh, Jay-Z, and all of those guys, is, you know, how do we, and um, the basketball player, what is his name? He's out of California, uh, Matthew Barnes. You know, he's, yeah. in the, he's in the weed industry, right? Yeah. So having conversations with him to bring his work over to the East Coast so yeah. that there are opportunities as well. So sometimes you got to take a, a L supposedly from the community to get yeah. a win. And, and so for me, um, it's all about, it's all about doing that. So I'm like, y'all really upset over that? Like what? <laughs> but you know, God, nah, go ahead. Cause I'm pretty sure you're going to wear this better than me. Transition though. So this is a good transition with Matt Barnes. Um, what's your stance on the legalization of weed in terms of the Connecticut? Like do, what's your, what's your, where your support stand with that? Yeah, so um, we just recently passed um, recreational use um, for adult use of, of yeah. cannabis here in the state of Connecticut. Um, I was also a part of voting in favor for decriminalizing um, cannabis. Um, I think it is important that, and this is the only reason why I supported um, the legalization of adult use of cannabis, is the same cannabis okay you say drug they give a bad connotation the same usage of cannabis that was being sold by black and brown people that ended them in jail for 20 and 30 years for stupid stuff like now y'all want to come talk to me about creating a business right making multi-million dollar businesses to to benefit from this i'm confused and so if we're going to move forward and you want my support on this this legislation it's got to have an equity piece in it and what i mean by that is the same people who were placed in jail you need to free them and you need to clean and you need to clean or scrub their records all that good stuff exactly also the same folks who were placed in jail should have access to being a part of the business okay um that's it and so my support We, our final, sort of the final draft of it before we voted on it included all of that. Now, there are a lot of other details in it, and um, we're still working through implementation phase of it. I think it starts, it was legalized July 1 of this year, and I think next year the cells will start to kick in. Um, I'm I'm okay with it, but we got to make sure those most impacted by it are at the table. Um, and so, and, and, and the education piece, right? Cause we don't want young kids who really don't understand and, and misusing cannabis, you know, in a negative way. Um, I just want to make sure there is some education awareness on it. Of course. Some types of checks and balance and on the society's end. So yeah. we mm-hmm. can hold ourselves and other people accountable for it. Cause it's not just one step. It, it's something to continually 
ease and open the door for other things to come with it as well, too. Because right. if we if we can show that we can unite it as a people and we can come together as a people, even just on small things like this, then when it comes to the bigger issues, it's mm-hmm. kind of like paving the way for that because there's still a lot of bigger issues to actually tackle on top of that. But because we're not united as a people and, and as a society and as a community, yeah. it's hard for us to actually get progress and actually get results with anything that we do. Because you have an idea, but I have an idea, but we can't sit and talk about how we can come together and make our idea work in a compromising way and still benefit both of us. Yeah, believe it or not, there's still a lot of people who don't support um, the legalization of marijuana. And that's black, that's black, brown, and white. Then you got you, then you have the faith community, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot, but I have a, a, um, a few sort of quick messaging points on it. Um, I talked about the equity piece um, and the importance of combating the war on drugs that has devastated communities. Um, the, the, the other couple points that I left out is that um, investing in equity, public health, and prevention. Um, it's important for folks to understand that the legislation will direct money to an equity fund, um, prevention efforts in mental health and addiction services, um, yeah. which is extremely important uh, to me. Um, we ain't for everybody, but man. It ain't, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. So, it's really and, and it wasn't for me when I used to do it. Um, <laughs> But so you can have that conversation. Yeah, not a lot of people I can. come to the table and have that conversation. Even if they did try it, they won't openly admit that they tried it to have that conversation. But why? I don't understand. I don't know. It's the it's, stigma uh, perception that comes with it. I don't understand. As somebody who does use cannabis, can't you do the same I, thing with alcohol? Yeah, and that's what I do too. I'm and, like, you're the same person. I openly drink. You're the same person. I probably even do cocaine and things <laughs> like that as well too. But. Listen, I went to I went to college with people who did cocaine in their bedrooms, in their dorm rooms, because all they did is they did it on places their sleeves would hide. So, like, oh I my god, it. you went to a white school? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to an HBCU. We ain't doing nothing like that. We smoke weed. Oh, that's what I did. You know, I brought it from home. I had my friends come drop it off and whatnot. It was only right. That's my. That's my. Oh that's my wow. How, I, well, let me ask you this: How what is the experience at an HBCU as versus to a, like a regular, you know, a regular college or a white I, school? Well, I can't tell you about a predominantly white institution because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go there for my undergrad. I did do it for my yeah. master's, um, but I was an adult by that time. Going attending an HBCU is an experience. Um, it is. Yeah. I mean, I pledged in a fraternity there. I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Okay. Um, pledged there. I was part of the NAACP, where I was the state youth and college division president. Um, I was a pallbearer for Ms. Rosa Parks. Um, oh, wow. I did so many things that I would have probably never experienced had I not attended um, an HBCU. Um, there's a sense of community, but there's also a sense of family within that community. So you literally, your professor would be like, come here, let me, let me talk to you real quick. You know, and they give you that whole grandma, auntie type talk. Right. The other thing is seeing, witnessing black excellence at a level that sure, 
I've seen it in Hartford, but it was just it was just different. It's everywhere. Um, it's yeah. everywhere. It was more yeah. yeah. And and it was a culture shock for me because I was in Project Concern or Open Choice. I don't know how old you guys are. Um, but I um went to school in Canton, right? And it was all white oh, folks damn. and myself. And so <laughs> and then and then I went to Prince Tech from ninth grade okay. and that's okay. a, that's a twelfth grade. That's and it's like oof, yeah. right? Yeah. Predominantly Puerto Ricans um, went to Prince Tech. A lot of Black folks, but a lot of Puerto Ricans. And um, and then I go off to college where there's like all these Black people. And so I was like, yo, it's crazy. All over, <laughs> all over the United States. So you got to experience it From all. Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it, was a good, it was a good four years, man. It was a good four years. I always tell people that's during my time in Alabama is when I became a man. Like, I just... It was amazing. Things that you never thought you would ever see. And it's like, you know what? This is it. These are just beautiful black women, beautiful people. It's just absolutely, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And so since then, I've been able to establish a scholarship in my name there to recruit more students from Connecticut around STEM. Um, I've gotten one, two, three, four, five of my friends or people I've gone to church with got them to go to college at Alabama State University. Um, so I'm, I'm really serious yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got upset with Morehouse since they didn't accept me. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> So it's only yours. It's only Alabama State. Honestly, um, and we, with that even being said, I feel like that's how, like, even our platform would play in part with that as well, too, because I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably like us. A lot of people never knew that about you. A lot of people still probably don't know that about mm. you. So the people who listen to us, they're probably they probably fall into that population of people who don't know these facts about you. You can you can yeah. run for mayor and stuff like that, but it's those details that's gonna really humanize you and really just balance out all the controversial stuff with it. So like our platform is But I don't understand. Look, I don't understand. Luke Ronan ain't from Harvard and don't nobody know who Ain't from Greenwich or something was. like that. That's all. No, he wasn't even from. Yeah, he's from Greenwich. Yeah, yeah he's, he's on. What's the, um, he's so he, they picked the whole opposite. That's they Lamont picked... boy. That's Lamont boy. No, it was not Lamont's boy. It, it was, was, it was <laughs> Dan, Dan Malloy. It was Dan Malloy's Malloy. boy. Malloy. That's Malloy's boy. So <laughs> yo, from the same yo, that's um, hilarious. He, he was using the position as mayor to put himself in a position to run. For Look how we justify this. Look at this. Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> what he did was I'm not even justifying this, this is just the role he played I think it's No, it's true it's, it's facts Those are facts He played the role So basically he's trying to get Malloy's position So all the So all the Going to him Going to like You know Community basketball games And all this Him eating jerk chicken Is all a lie He was in my backyard And when I was in Hartford He reached my backyard He don't even eat jerk chicken Like that for real though, though. He don't even know you I'm even tasting jerk chicken They don't even know you <laughs> But no, because I'm sure, I'm sure, um, I'm sure he'll he'll look at this and be like, "Look at Brandon. Brandon just talk about me. We love Luke Brony. He is he's the best. Um, you know, it is what it is. Po- politics are you know, politics is politics. You kind of move on right after. Yeah. And um, and and we're still working with each other to advance the cause. But yeah, man, it's 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 interesting how. And this is aside from from the politics in Hartford. If you go on a macro level, it, it's very interesting how we have to work almost ten times harder than our counterparts 
in any sector um, before we get anything, which <sighs> equity so is we, important. We're actually profiting from what we get in terms of anything. We're just making it's true. and just breaking even. That's yep. what we're doing. That's true. So before we go, we actually, actually mm-hmm. have to ask this. Then. What's your stance on that stadium now that we're so many years in? What's your stance on that stadium? Which stadium? The one downtown, the um, yard goats. <laughs> yes. Do you feel like that's something that's benefiting the community from a financial standpoint right now? Um, you know, I was not a supporter early on. Um, Me neither. Because, and this is what when um, council he was then councilman Sean Wooden, and now he's the state treasurer. Um, I did not support the idea of giving all these major tax breaks to build a stadium. The original plan before that was to build a grocery store on that same lot. Really? The reason, yeah, the reason why the grocery store didn't pan out um, was the original plan, it lacked community input in this sense that grocery store would only provide a service to those people who live downtown, which means the prices would be so high. Those in the community couldn't even benefit from it. And so we kind of squashed that. Um, And then they come along with this stadium and I just didn't understand. And so for me, I was just like, okay, this is a sign of like gentrification all over again. And this is the start of it because they're literally by an eminent domain, moving stuff around, building stuff. And you can, you can almost, yeah, you can almost see it. You can almost see it before your eyes. And if you, if you look at um, other places like Atlanta, Georgia, um, DC area, I mean, Detroit, I mean, I can go on and on. They always start, they developers, um, the urban community, leaders on the city, they start within the urban area or the area where they can benefit financially. Mm-hmm. And they start with a stadium because they want to bring and attract a there, different right? group of people exactly to mm-hmm. come in. And so over the years, you know, you're dealt a hand. So now you got to play it. And so it's like, okay, let's talk about your community investment, your community give back. And I got to say our goat stadium They've done a great job trying to figure that out. It still does not address my concern around development, but you know, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, it's already there. We still just gotta keep making, trying to make the best of what we already have. Oh, so my thing is, if you're gonna build a stadium for white folks and, and black folks who come into town and wanna go to Yargo games, um, I want you to start city, redeveloping areas like uh, Bellevue Square or Mary Shepherd, you know, Sands, yeah. et cetera, create yeah. better opportunities. Let's put a full, a full service grocery store in North Hartford with a pharmacy um, On a bus and other, yeah. yeah, yeah. And other amenities that come along with a vibrant community. Uh, so y'all can have your downtown, do what you need to do. But if we're ever going to make our entire city better, we've got to be intentional about development. And it, and it literally starts with the mayor's office. Um, and and he understands it. He gets it. But he's moving a little too slow for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think for the rest of the city, too. When is his term yeah. up? Um, I believe he has two more years. Two more, two years. more years. Yeah. 
Because I'm curious to see who comes in next. Because what? We had Eddie Perez. Yeah, me too. And Perez wasn't that, that good as when we had him as well either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> isn't he the culprit of that stadium? Like right before his term ended, he kind of signed off on that? I don't know if it was Eddie Perez or Pedro Segura. Because mm, Segura came in after Perez. But keep in mind, a lot of plans that you see unfolding now are plans that have been in place for decades. Mm. And, and there, there's a group of people that manage the state and also the city. Um, and right now, there's a lot of money coming through these streets. A lot of money. So you're talking about construction, development. All of these folks are making money okay and we ain't even talking about the amount of funds that are coming in from the federal level around COVID relief dollars etc and so yeah so my my role exactly my role in this is to make sure my people eat i ain't fighting you just make sure my people eat that's all i'm asking we want to get behind you on everything that you do as well too because no i appreciate that i like what you do man because you went in one of my friends um her her smoothie spot that she just opened on the yeah julie um, oh yeah yeah Yeah. i met her yeah i met her um two years ago i invited her to really oh really yep i invited her to a pop-up that i had on um on barber street it was a get out the vote pop-up and i just wanted to engage people but i also wanted small businesses to have an opportunity to just sell. I, I met um, Double or Nothing there. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. So I bought I bought all their hats. Now you got people That's buying love, these man. stuff. So to see her now, and I worked with her on the application mm-hmm. and making sure she get her permit. And she she's a fighter. Like, I'm yeah. so proud of her. Yeah, exactly. Um, we said the same thing we saw. I just <laughs> made me so happy to see that she did that. Yeah, and then I brought the mayor, I met the governor there, and I'm like, yo, yeah, take a picture yeah. with her. She's cool, love, she's cool we people. We love that, man. We love that. Yeah. Like, that's what the community need. Like, even, like, with um, with Splash is doing over our city. Um, our city oh, man, like, shout out to Splash, man. That's amazing, man. Yeah, like, we I wanted to go get me a pair of sneakers. I wanted to meet some Yo, what, man? Oh, listen, true. I was about to say, my son is 10 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I went there and showed up. I had to show up. Cause stuff like that is amazing. He did it in a place where it's in, in a sense, the hood. It's in the hood. It's in yeah, the hood. it's so in the hood. It's, it's not out of reach for the people who actually need it the most. And people mm-hmm. actually and, went and, there. And you, know, and you know what's special about what he does? Is he's consistent. And it's yeah. not yeah. just Seven years a one-off. Seven years. Just think about it. What happened over there at Rawson. And from yeah. there, he says, you know what? I'm going to do it right. I got y'all. I'm going to do it right. Everything from here on. And I've been so proud because he really came back from everything. Oh, he's evolved. Oh, absolutely. He came a long way. And that's why it's like just people like that and people like you, the community need that because Connecticut has a lot of things to offer. It has a lot of bright talents. It has a lot of bright ideas. And we're tired of like the the New Yorkers, the New Haven, even the New Haven areas. Those we're being silenced by them because they're bigger than us in terms of uh, capital, in terms of yeah. in terms of population but we be create we create so much things that go so unheard so you doing those things and broadcasting is just bringing us more light and we just want to get behind that as much as possible honestly because that's what we're trying to do too we're trying to showcase other people and let them know like there's other things out here and we can it's not always going to be in the form that you're used to so be open yeah. to how it's being presented to you yeah yeah yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I'm learning, even even in my role as a state legislature, a state legislator. Um, 
is is really, you know, not going along just to get along, but stepping back and allowing for more people um, that I wouldn't otherwise engage with be at the table and to talk to and, and to really just go on that educational journey. Because I like people are learning from me. I'm learning from them as well. Um, and and I just I think that's important. And what what I like most about what I'm seeing, at least, and I know when I say our generation might be relative, but I think in our generation, I think we're coming around the corner of supporting each other more yeah. than the previous than generation. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think it's important because like the things that you two brothers are, are doing, I, I probably can't do it and I'm not gifted in it. Right. And there's some other things that I can do that I'm gifted in mm-hmm. that we both can kind of play off of. Um, in other words, my mother would say, just play your lane. You know what exactly. I mean? Stay play in it, role, work it. Part. Yeah. And and so understanding that and not hating people where they are or their progress they're making uh, is something that I ain't about that um, and haven't been. So See, that's where I'm at, man. Our, the same from our culture is um, puss on dog don't have the same love. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Brandon, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yes, we don't want to take a Thank break. you, man. Uh, you wouldn't do this again because the things that you're saying, I think they're very important. And like I said, I can tell you, we know for a fact that there's people out there who can, who've never heard you say some of these things and know some of these facts about you. So we want to use our platform to get your words and your message out there to those people. I appreciate that. It's important because we have a voice, you have a voice. And no matter where we stand with our platform, as we continue to grow, I feel like it helps broaden the people that we reach no matter what small mm-hmm. scale. Because saying the next time you're in a position to run like that, we can help bring more voices for you to your platform so you can hear it being heard and things like that. So we definitely mm-hmm. want to piggyback in off the things that you're doing. We love it. It's great for the community. It's great for the state. And we just want to see... One you quick question for you. One yes. quick question for you. When, are, when So have you all had a conversation about COVID? Uh, uh, we never actually... I we do, but yeah, you know, never had a full I always have a conversation in a barbershop, and I think that like needs to be recorded, honestly. Like, okay, I want to do something COVID related because that's another controversial topic. And if you haven't noticed, we love controversy over here. <laughs> Why not? Me too. So, are y'all vaccinated? No, no. oh god, yeah, nah, man. <sighs> listen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, I'm not the one to do shots and medication. I don't even really take pills like that, right? I'll so, say this. Okay. No, finish your pill conversation. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm just going to tell you, I don't trust something that's been just developed and I don't just, I don't want to put that in my body yet. I don't know. Okay. Like, eh. like, I, eh. I take that. I take that. What about you? Um, Honestly... I'm one of those people where I do my part to prevent from other people. So it's yeah. kind of with that as well, too. And plus, when I came up here from Jamaica, I had to, I got subjugated to a lot of shots already. So I still kind of have some PTSD from all the shots that I had growing up and everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where it really stands with me, just from my past and what I've been through. It. I'm kind of just want to stay to the point where I live a holistic life, in a sense. But like I said, I do my part on my end to make sure everybody feels safe and comfortable around me with, with everything else. Y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead. Okay, go ahead, so go 
So, and I respect that because there, there are thousands of people who are saying the same thing. I'm just glad that you didn't just uh, sort of hang your hat on the conspiracy theorists that are out there in theories. Um, I, the reason I'm so passionate about this, and, and I too, I don't, I do a lot of essential oils. Um, I have diffuser, like the whole nine, like that's, that's my thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I don't, I don't fall back on aspirins and all of this and yeah. being, haven't been a vegan for better part of eight years now. There, there, wow. there are certain things that I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Right. But when I lost my grandmother at the beginning of the pandemic um, and there was no vaccine, um, it, that, that hit home, right? Because she wasn't sick. So, so then fast forward, family members dying. And these are people, this is after the vaccine was made available. And I'm not saying the vaccine is 100% preventable or prevents you from getting COVID, okay? Mm -hmm. What I am saying is, oh, and by the way, I just lost my best friend in July who died as a result of COVID. Mm -hmm. Sorry for that. Wasn't vaccinated. I appreciate that. I guess what I'm driving home is you just never know who's vaccinated or not, who's walking around with the disease in their body. Um, And I'm not saying, again, I can hear y'all now, but this vaccine ain't 100% curable, blah, 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 blah. But that's what everything is. It's not. Yeah, everything is. Just because FDA approved don't mean it's it's still a 100%. And even FDA FDA approved don't mean it's all golden, right? Don't mean nothing. Exactly. But I do, but I do, huh? My boy put up a post that said, uh, yeah, it's the same FDA that approved Taco Bell meat. <laughs> <laughs> or a McDonald's. Um, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I want to take us back to the Tuskegee experiment. And a lot of people use the Tuskegee experiment as sort of not an excuse, because that's kind of hard on people who are making a decision, you know, to not get the vaccine. But they're using that as a reason to not get the vaccine. Let me just clarify something. The Tuskegee experiment was not about black men being injected with syphilis, okay? It was not having access to the penicillin that the federal government had on the shelf that could cure the syphilis. So instead they used our bodies as guinea pigs uh, when in fact they could have very easily helped these men to be alive, remain alive, by giving them access to a drug Mm -hmm. that could essentially cure their bodies. And so having said that, I think it's important that, you know, we keep that in mind that it's now about access. Y'all going to laugh. And it was funny when somebody said it, but I think it's true. When you see white folks lining up and running in line to go get vaccinated, going down there to Parker Memorial, you think you at West Hartford shopping center when you seeing them folks and we're not in there. Something needs to be said about that, and I'm and this is just my perspective. I I'm not gonna lie to you. Are. I'm not gonna lie to you. That thought is literally in my head every time mm-hmm. I talk about the vaccine. It's like okay, I say all these things, but I'm like the only reason why I would think about it is because they're giving it to white people in the way they're giving it to them. Hey, I'm like, hey, hey man, if they ain't nothing wrong. What do they know that we don't know? They know a lot. That's what I want to know. They know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> Because when the vaccine first started rolling out, and even in Philly, you see lines that go around the block, and you're wondering yeah. what these. But but I would be remiss though. I cannot deny because I was the same way. Okay, I can't deny our feelings and the true history that 
are people we have lived through when you begin mm-hmm. talking about public health, right? Public health, there's always been a public health crisis in black and brown communities. Lack of access, no connection to any insurance because it's too high, you can't afford it. Like I can go on and on and there are reasons why um, yep. we're hesitant. But I just think at this point, if we're ever going to address the pandemic, um, I think we've got to think more about our children versus us. And so how do we prevent the transmission of it? We do that by getting vaccinated. And I was one of the crazy ones that took the Johnson and Johnson. And so oh, I was just like, yo, why you, you take Johnson? That's what you, That's what you messed up. Can I tell you, can I tell you, thank God I've not experienced COVID and I'm out feeding people. I'm out every day shaking hands, the whole nine, but I'm also to your point, washing my hands, wearing my mask. And I ain't going overboard, you know, and I'm still susceptible to getting COVID, by the way. It, it, it just, I just won't be as sick if I didn't have the vaccination. Yeah. So we should continue talking. This is good. Because I would love to hear, I would love to hear what other people have to say, and it's going to be crazy. Um, but I, I would love to hear. Especially what, people are on our age. Yeah, because we're, we're gonna continue this conversation, man. Because this, this everything, every we touched on a lot of important points throughout this whole yeah. conversation. Yeah, and honestly, I've never it. heard a po- I've never heard a politician speak like you before. So, <laughs> never no, in my life. Never what is, in my life. What does that mean? I know how to call right, so, switch. I know how to no, get in the no, room and no, but this is a good thing because people don't like when people see you, they probably just see your image. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? That's the state rep. You know yeah, it's like, a state rep, and then it's like this. But then when you get personal conversations where we get to talk to you a little see bit longer form, yeah, we see the human side. I'm of from you. Barber I'm Street. I know. But My you know, way of Stowe Village and then Westbrook. <laughs> like, I lived on Cabot Street. When you see the tie buttoned all the way up like that. Yeah, you got it. You got it. But this oh, just this my swag. The this on just... The, you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> That's the politics swag right there. <laughs> oh, this, this, I was doing this before. I hate ties. So I, I oh, just... I'm a bow tie guy. But this... Oh, no. You real fancy. Yeah, I, even... I got to go on YouTube every time I tie it, bro. Nah. I'll be honest with you. Like you this is dope, money, man. Look like money. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. But I'd love to come back on, man. Y'all, no, y'all we're gonna say me. Mm-hmm. No, I cut you off. No, that's it. And then we can talk about when we can exchange for your show as well, too, on the time. That's Absolutely. Good. Yeah, let's do that. I'll have my folks reach out to you and we can go ahead and get you on. I think if we, we want to talk about sort of the industry, um, the weed industry, maybe talk about your show. Yeah. Um, and, and get you on and yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. Let's do I'm it. And you gotta invite me to the studio. Don't you have like a oh, studio? Well, I want to. Listen, are we rather you be here? Okay. All right. Well, we could do. I don't know if y'all do like um. This is when the old man gonna come out like like a raw and <laughs> session, like after hour session or something like that with the. This rap is early for us, us to be honest with you. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Because <laughs> y'all looking like, bruh, we need to be in here at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Let's do it. So we want you to bring your full personality, like, and then we can really come to the studio. We probably can get a bottle of Duce just to make you comfortable. Oh, I don't drink that. That's too sweet. You know who introduced me to that? Meek Mill. Really? He bought me a bottle. I ain't know nothing about that. He bought a whole bottle. It's in the waiting room. And I, matter of fact, I'll inbox y'all the picture. I, I don't I like. 
I don't even, I'm like, what is this? You know, everybody <laughs> laughing. And I'm looking at it like. <laughs> I'll all like. We do Uncaneers then. Either. And I mean, whatever. Just not right. anything sweet. Like, I drink oh, it straight. Yeah, me too. All right, yeah, because so we, don't, we don't mix it over here. Okay. All right. Well, y'all keep up right, the man. great work, bros. You all too, right. man. We, we all support and continue working hard. Yes, sir. You do the same. Take care. All right, man. You too. Thank you.